Hello, hello, welcome back to Scoops, another episode here with your lovely host, hosts, plural Mr. Thomas and Miss Post. Happy to be back with you again. A busy week here, so we had fall break last week, as we mentioned, that was a lot of fun. Some canvassing as well for the election uh, in our undisclosed location on the referendum. And also, Mr. T, all of grade five, went on this little uh, camping trip for the last few days. Uh, three days, two nights, you know, and obviously don't really fit on the cabin beds, but that's okay. It was a lot of fun, though. You know, I, I actually went four times as a sub. Because I always needed male chaperones, so it was nice to be back. And I know the students well, and nice to be back there again. And it's like I never left. It was fun, though. Hard to be on, hard being off the grid. You know, a couple places got service, things like that, and could text. But, you know, don't want to use too much data. So it was hard to not see the full Chargers-Broncos game. But, you know, not sounds like I didn't miss too much. And uh, it was a lot of fun. One thing, though, you know, this is a great segue into, in, into uh, Scoop's content. But... You know, they have great family-style meals at this place. You know, they give you a plate, you take one, pass it around, it's all you can eat, so you go and get more if you want more. But they used to have this awesome, awesome salad bar. You can go and adults would go first, get salad, croutons on it, cheese, whatever, come back. Obviously, salad bar, you get more. But alas, in this pandemic-era world, they took the salad bar away. They took it away. It hasn't returned yet. How many years has it been? That's a good question, Ms. Post. Why don't you refresh our memory? Let's see. Well, we call it COVID-19. <laughs> exactly. December 2019. We had no awareness of it, though, in the U.S. until 2020. What year is it right now? Almost 2023. Almost 2023. That's right. And we still can't have a salad bar? So, you know, it's... And I will say, and this is what they told me, I you know could be alleged but it makes sense this campsite is run by a university so of course university dining hall policies have to oh, be yeah. followed and so of course communist university a the ultimate corona bros and b definitely not going to do anything that they don't have to do as long as they're taking your money right so didn't reinstate it and it's just one of those you know my boys and i used to joke about this a lot in fall 2020 like i think there was a debate one time between biden and trump they didn't do the handshakes or something and it was like you know, as as my, my great friend Ferd said, you know, it's one of those things where they just don't want to do it so they blame COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID casualty, whatever you want to call it. Same thing here, Laziness. right? Laziness, exactly. So salad bar really is no threat to spread COVID at all anyway. A. B, the people eating the salad bar are all together all day anyway, and in the same dining hall together, eating at the little same table. Because you go table by table. So what sense does that make? And again, look at look at the service that we do. Generosity feeds. They didn't make you wear masks before COVID to serve the, to put the food in the little mm-hmm. sealable bags. Now, now they make eternal. you wear masks. Allegedly eternal, right? Yeah. Stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid, stupid. So this, honestly, I will say this, Miss Post. I, you know, I, everyone knows my takes on masks. We did basically a whole season of scoops based on masks. But the, that no salad bar really. That could be one. That could be one of the two or three deepest things that I'm fired up about from COVID is that no salad bar. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's it's the further we get from it that it starts to set in more just how much power that, uh, you know, people that are in charge have loved having through all of this. It's that ability to control um, people and places and situations. And it's, it's, it's going on so long and it just keeps building up. Exactly. I read a great article uh, and I'll link to it. It is in the journal, though, so you guys, some of you might pay. Well, that's fine. 
but it was by Alicia Finley, who's an editor there, and it basically, they're, they're smearing my main man, Joseph Ladapo, Florida, Florida Surgeon General, a black doctor, I might add, so one time last year when he compared, uh, um, I think he said Florida's responsibility in California or something, and of course, a liberal news outlet said he was a, a, a white supremacist, even though you know, he's a black man, so another word that apparently oh, can't be you. defined, right, oh, yeah. but he came out and said that M mRNA vaccines have led to an 85% increase, or those that get, let me, I'll just go to the article and quote it, actually, let's see what it says, because I have it pulled up here to link. So, the analysis of state death and vaccine records showed young men experienced an 84% increased risk of cardiac death within four weeks of receiving an mRNA vaccine. Okay, so, obviously, you can debate the merits of the study or things like that, whatever, you know, I didn't look at the data, didn't, read, didn't even read the study, but... The, the the point of the matter is, of course, is that they labeled this guy as anti-science. So someone said that, uh, someone said about Ladapo in this study, let's go to the direct quote here, okay. They said, so this guy, Mr. Thorpe, let's see what his full name is here. Okay, so H. Holden Thorpe, he's the editor-in-chief of Science, okay. He said Science? that, the, mag, the uh, publication okay. Science, okay. said that, quote, a credentialed scientist from outside the field, Ladapo was trained in inter internal medicine, shouldn't question the, quote, scientific consensus in a public manner that undermines trust in science, end quote. A sort of Mr. Thorpe, a former college administrator whose background is in, do you think it's um, epidemiology or vaccines? No. Chemistry. So again, credentialed expert outside the field shouldn't be questioning the science, okay? Later, Mr. Thorpe went on to say that Dr. Dapple's quote-unquote move of encouraging debate is coming from page one of the anti-science playbook. So again, you have scientists that disagree with the narrative that all, all people need to get vaccines no matter what, everybody needs a booster, and it's called anti-science, or of course, the less favorite word, misinformation. <laughs> again, another word that cannot be defined mysteriously mm -hmm. but again let's just think about this independent of the idiocy of all those remarks let's just think about this from a perspective that science is literally founded on questioning authority like literally the whole definition of science is exploring the world around you repeatedly Test, testing hypotheses exactly testing yeah. hypotheses making sure something is actually going to hold right based on your findings for example the consensus used to be that the sun goes around the earth right yeah. so the earth is flat. People were exiled or hanged or driven from society for proving that the earth goes around the sun. But, and I'm not saying any of these studies obviously are as, as, as um, bulletproof as, as the fact that the earth goes around the sun. But the point is, literally questioning the world around you is how science works. And the whole point of evolving what we know about the world is questioning assumptions that we already know, right? We talked about this a lot last year, too. Liberalism, the whole premise of liberalism is questioning authority and like, oh man, down with the government, down with authority. But now with COVID, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like, oh, whatever the government says, like, right. they have our best interest at heart. They're the experts. Right. Trust the experts. CDC. Right. Ironically, we're going to CDC miss post. Bravo, because of course, the same CDC that, or the same scientists that promote the CDC studies and condemn those, the one like Dr. Ladapo, um, published. They always defend the CDC studies, okay? Mm -hmm. So 
one of the critiques of Dr. Lodapo's study was that it wasn't peer-reviewed, okay? But the CDC studies, including the ones that supported both vaccine vaccines and mask mandates, they aren't peer-reviewed by outside scientists, and the data isn't published for outside scientists to replicate, okay? Not only that, but the FDA rules require, this is from the article, the FDA rules require that trial data for vaccines and drugs be made available to the public after their approval. The FDA did not do so for COVID vaccines. So now scientists who want to replicate the, the efficacy or replicate the safety and efficacy findings from Pfizer's trial, they had to sue the FDA to get them to release the data. They had to sue the FDA. A federal judge said in January that they had to do it, but they still haven't released it. So again, the CDC, the almighty CDC everybody loves, they release studies that aren't replicated and the data is not, or the, um, the, Data is not outside data is not published. Okay, for scientists to replicate, FDA didn't release the information on the vaccines for scientists to replicate. Same thing, same thing. Of course, shocking, and not to be outdone. Okay, not to be outdone. Uh, sorry, I lost my lost my lost my place in the article here. Well, while you find your place, just think about the fact that like. You know, three years ago now, uh, we were pushing out these vaccines that weren't even FDA approved. That's right. Emergency authorization. That's right. People were just like injecting their bodies with something that had been in the works for like a couple months. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of frightening to think about. It is. Exactly. So here's another thing from the article. Again, CDC also recommended the new bivalent COVID boosters without any clinical trial data based on a projected benefit-harm analysis that didn't undergo peer review. So again, no peer review, no clinical trial data. And Pfizer on Thursday issued a press release claiming the boosters produce a stronger antibody response to the newer variants compared to the original Wuhan vaccine. But, of course, it included no data. So again, is that anti-science to not have data in your press release? And again, CDC, the almighty CDC that everybody defers to when making their decision on whether to hug their grandma or, or go to Jimmy John's, okay? Their studies aren't peer-reviewed, outside scientists, underlying data not published for replication. Again, one of the whole things the scientific method is testable and repeatable. Can you repeat the experiment again to see if the same thing happens? So three examples right there, unsurprisingly, though, unsurprisingly, but that's our... Um, our, our COVID rant for the day. I haven't had a COVID rant in a while, so I know, you know, some of you might want the new material, but you got to go back to what works as well for the viewers out there, which is COVID rants. But uh, it's just so interesting, though, because, again, liberalism and science are both founded on questioning authority. They both make their living. Like, again, science is all about questioning religion and, like, oh, like, we just, we don't need a god to, to, to tell us what, you know, how the world around us works. Well, apparently they do. His name is Anthony Fauci. But, you know, more so liberals in the science, but again, the same principle applies that like demanding compliance, demanding acceptance, acceptance, demanding that you not question what's going on literally is the definition of anti-science, okay? And I've been thinking a lot about this, like why is it that COVID made so many people, like, why, why did COVID turn the world on its head? Why did it make Fauci and Francis Collins become just overlords and say that we, we need to squash scientific debate on lockdowns? Why do they make people crazy for lockdowns and for masks? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of it, it's, it's, it's an amazing experiment. I, I personally believe it could have been anything. You know, it could have been, you know, prohibition or it could have been, you know, uh, gun control. It just happened that COVID was an opportunity for them to right. feel superior, 
to flex their muscle to get power and then to have a clear binary between like we're right and you're wrong. And that's why people stuck with it for so long and stick with it for so long to this day. Right. Because they're like, who are we to question these people of such knowledge and such power? Exactly. Yet they're the same people telling us to, again, question authority. Exactly. And, and you know, obviously it, it, it's, it's anything that, obviously it's something that dominated everybody's life. So it was clear that they can prove, to, you know, to anybody who wants to know that they're in the right and you're in the wrong by not doing exactly what they think you should do. Mm-hmm. And many issues, few issues are as well known about as something that dominates the world for however many months. So, of course, again, that gives you credence to say, oh, well, like, you know, anybody who thinks this, I definitely think the opposite. Look at Trump, right? If, if Trump said that, that to keep, keep schools mm-hmm. closed, all those blue states would open schools on a heartbeat. Open, yeah. They would have said, oh, he's just trying to keep the black and brown children from succeeding. He wants to keep them out of school. <laughs> yes, it would. So it's the state. They'll always spin it however they want. Exactly. Their opinions are not based on any positives. They're based on the negative of something else. Like, exactly. The, the opposite. Exactly. They don't, they don't know how to form their own judgments other than knowing that they disagree with one party or one person. So therefore they're just going to go the other way because they don't want to agree with somebody, God forbid. Exactly. Who's racist or homophobic or whatever. Alleg- allegedly. 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 Yeah. So, right. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it is amazing to think about the clear contrast and how, I mean, look, look at any industry, right? Sports media, I talk a lot about that and with, with our listeners as well, how quickly they were pounding the table to not play sports. They're like, oh, it's just not safe. Like, it's, we shouldn't have these college athletes put their lives at risk for our entertainment. Every, yeah. every day, twice a day, twice a day they were tested as if they're going to get COVID on the walk from, the, the, from their hotel room down the hall to the elevator and then back. They're going to catch COVID because they couldn't have meals anymore. They had to eat, eat they had to drop off the styrofoam styrofoam oh trays outside goodness. the hotel room and then eat in their room. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like a twilight zone. Looking back now, yeah. all the, all the dumb shit they did. Even last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, you can't even really think about it. Like going to basketball games and stuff. I have to wear a mask and everything. It's just like, it's, it's honestly a weird time to think about. And you think, I, I, was, I was just talking with Dr. Scholl about this. We had a great talk about Russia and Ukraine, of course. You know, Dr. Scholl wisest man I know for sure. Great, great engagement. I think we you know, don't, it wasn't really a debate, just a great discussion on Russia, Ukraine, the, the end game, things like that, because he's a loyal listener, as we know. But, you know, we're talking a lot about experts and things like that, but the whole point of expertise is, like, anybody asking for money, maybe from the government, because they control the purse strings, who doesn't want money, A, but also anybody asking for money, they always think their cause is most important, right? So what was amazing, again, think about this Twilight Zone, right? All these industries, whether it's um, overdoses and, you know, drug industry or obviously the economy, schools, all these industries that claim they're the most important were so willing to take a back seat to the lockdown crowd and not question, question that consensus. Consensus. Why? I mean, it's amazing because you think all these people that are, you know, in, in everyday life especially, but experts and in that COVID era, they're like afraid of the mob. And it's like, well, what is the mob? Like, are they afraid of those with, with blue hair and 50 Twitter followers that are going to get them canceled? I mean, like, why, what, what, what drives this fear of other experts and just people in general to, you know, I get corporations things they have to be PC. I get that, whatever, to a certain extent. But, you know, again, people like the economists and those that, you know, uh, 
in the, in the field of athletics, things like that, that are always saying how their cause is most important. They were so willing to take a back seat to the alleged experts on COVID, and that's it. That, I mean, they played college football during, during World War II, for crying out loud. And I'm not one, I mean, you know, COVID is not like a war by any means at all. But just the, the comparison is this because that just goes to show the different priorities at that time. Right. right. Could you have played COVID in World War II? Yeah. Or football during World War II? Yeah, because it was overseas. But you sure as hell could play football during COVID as well because why? A, it's outdoors. B, they're college athletes or professional athletes, best shape of anybody out there. Not so what's the problem? The, not in the at-risk age. Exactly. And not in the at-risk age. Exactly. So oh, man. it's just amazing. Even the NFL, right? Like San Francisco, the 49ers that season, got moved to Arizona. And just they just went. They didn't even fight. They weren't allowed to practice in their own state. Because of the county had restrictions on, or might have been state, yeah, it was this the county, but the county said you couldn't gather more than 15 people at once or whatever outside. So they left the state. NFL team, the most popular sports league in America, dominates every aspect of American culture and, and sports culture, especially. They, let, they wouldn't even stand up to the bureaucrats in their own city. It's amazing. We, we should just. I really just want to know the, the, the psychological aspect that led people to make such asinine decision and just not question anything at all, especially those that practice of being liberal. It's yeah. like, oh, like the government. The government says this, man. They're just, they're just trying to take you out, man. But, but, but make sure you get the jab. Get the fourth jab. I think, I think in the time, people had Trump goggles, you know? Oh, of course. Like, of course. Like everything that they were thinking about also, people were just so on edge. When I say people, I mean liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. People were so on edge with Trump as president. And it was also building up to the election and everything just kind of boiled over, I believe so. So it's like no one was in their right mind <laughs> that whole year. No, you're exactly right. Well, and, and that's also why the social justice protests took off the way that no one will say this. We'll say it here on Scoops, but it's because A... George Floyd's video went viral. And no one else had anything else to do, so they all saw no it. Way. Okay, and B, they wanted a reason to get out there, and this gave them a psychologically safe reason to leave their homes and do something because no one wants to stay locked down. No, so it's like, oh well, if I blame this on systemic racism, I can go burn buildings and, and protest lives. massless, right? And that's a different conversation. But you're exactly right, Miss Post, and my boy Whitlock calls it Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, Trump derangement that's syndrome. That's exactly no, you're exactly right, and, yeah. and it's, it 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 is obvious. I mean, I'm kind of overthinking it in terms of what it's about, but it's just amazing to me. All these people in positions of power who believe in the meritocracy and believe in things like discussion and and, and you know athletics, for example, believe in you know actually playing sports and not just shutting down because. A 20-year-old might get COVID and have a cold for two days. They just were so willing to just not say anything to rock the boat and just go along with these sometimes elected, sometimes not bureaucrats and government employees. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just amazing to me. Yeah. But in your right, Miss Post, it's all about, like, if they get smeared on Twitter, like, they're, they're so arrogant but also so cowardly that they can't even imagine, mm-hmm. like, someone would say, like, oh, like, you want me to die? You want me to die on the field? You want me to die in the stands at the football game? You want your athlete, you want your student athletes to die in, in the weight room. Like I never forget, I was on the unibord at that time, and we had to come up with like um, the results of our survey that we had. And most people, of course, were anti-school opening; they wanted to stay locked down. Yeah. And some one guy was like, "How's that working out for you now?" <laughs> one guy was like, "A plane full of people dying every day," <laughs> and I'm like, 
just thinking like, first okay, of all, that already happens. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah. What does that mean? First of all, what like, does that people, mean? People are going to die. Right. People are being bored. Like I, I don't know. Well, I'll never forget my boy Wally. Shout out to Wally, friend of the program. He in March 2020 said, like, once you start worrying about death statistics for the first time, you'll never stop because no. you didn't talk about it before. So it's like these numbers. Again, any, any death is sad. We're not gonna get into that again. We talked about this very, very mm-hmm. first episode of our whole series. A death is a death. A death is a death too. But it's like okay, so. 3,000 deaths a day from COVID. Okay, so what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. does that mean you can't play football? Does that mean, like, you can't right. go to school? And that's the thing. So it's like, it's like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, and another thing someone said on the board was, like, they would say to our union president, who was, I think, pro-opening schools, but had to obviously toe the line, but they would say, they would tell, oh, you want me to die? You're sending me to the slaughter. <laughs> like, how would you even respond to that? Teachers were so up in arms about that, too. Right, of course. Like, that was a huge thing. It was like, we're sacrificing ourselves. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry, what? If you have to call yourself a hero, you're not a hero. (laughs) But that's the thing. And even even football games, right? I'm not saying you had to have fans. It's not a big deal, whatever. It's just football. But, like, why couldn't you have fans, especially in stadiums that are outdoors? Dr. Shaw will say, walking inside the stadium, I kind of get that. But, again... You can have half capacity. And as my uncle said, COVID spreading, sporting events are not why COVID mm-hmm. is spreading. No. no. So, again, these, also, these owners and these cities so willing so to shut down their economy, shut down this huge source of revenue because Lord Fauci said to. But, of course, they have no problem with that because why? They're getting, quote, unquote, free money from the government that buys their votes and buys their support because they're getting a blank check. Who suffers the most? Kids who can't vote, naturally. Mm-hmm. It also goes back to the whole thing that we talked about, too, is just choice. Right. People, If people want to make the choice, go to football game. A- absolutely. They're going to make that choice. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and then they're going to take that risk. You're not forcing somebody to go to a football game. Even before COVID, no one said you have to go. Exactly. Just because you live in this city or you live near this college, it's it's always been a matter of choice. And they loved that power. Exactly. That's <laughs> the only yeah. thing I can think of. And that's what Dr. Scholl said last year when he was on. That's that's really the failure of public health is just the fact that they they didn't they never weighed cost benefits they never weighed human behavior they just mm-hmm. demanded you do these things and not think about anything else right. and if you don't do it and it works out for you you think that they're full of shit which first off they really are yeah. but either way it's like like Adam like Dr. Schultz said you know if you go to Thanksgiving and you don't get infected you think they're not you know what they're talking about so why would you listen to them about getting the vaccine or getting the booster or whatever it may be even if you are 80 years old and unhealthy mm-hmm. or 60 years old and unhealthy same thing I think the tides really changed. I don't know if you saw this, but once people actually started getting COVID, like more people, I guess, like there was like a couple at the start, once the cycles started going through, I feel like that's when things started to like turn for people, you know? Oh, for sure. But again, why? Because they, they were like, we've been lied to this whole time. Exactly. They and realize. it's politically convenient as well. Right. So the media went along, politicians, like literally last right. year in January, Virginia. Like, it's safe now. Exactly, exactly. And then they're like, yeah, you can take your mask off now. Exactly. Virginia's governor said they're going to lift the mask mandate. Then there was an op-ed saying, like, how they've been, the cases were so low because of this. Now they're going to spike again. Literally less than a week later, New Jersey said they're going to lift theirs. Everyone said, it's the right time to lift them. You're exactly right, Miss Post. Wait, You're exactly recently? right. No, last, last January. Last oh, okay, January. Okay. You're exactly right. Once Omicron hit, A, people started to realize that these measures are pointless because they're going to get it either way. 
and B, because of that, and the tide started to turn in terms of public opinion, so what happened? The science magically changed. You don't need a mask anymore because there's plenty of protection. And, of course, the media went along, and that's why, I mean, Democrats will pay for it at, on Election Day, but not as much as they should because the media covered for them by saying, oh, they just, it's the right time. Like I said, it's the right time. Cases are still rising higher than they were last spring, but it's the right time. Are any states or cities that you know of under a mandate still? Uh, I don't know. I know Louisville, Kentucky was to start school. A couple other cities were to start school. I, I haven't really year? seen. Yes, this okay. year because cases were arbitrary, you know, whatever the yeah. arbitrary cutoff is, right. too high. Right. But Ms. Pope, we can talk about this all day. We're getting yeah. into it here. But let's let's switch gears here. we got to get our yes, picks in, of do. course. Um, so last weekend, just beautiful weekend of football. I mean, just great football games. Tennessee knocked off Alabama 52-49. <laughs> love great to see game. Bama lose. I love to see Bama lose. Forks. TCU beat Oklahoma State double over time. Big win for me. Utah beat USC. Big win for me in the Pick'em. I somehow won the week of Pick'em in uh in one of the leagues. Lost to Dr. Scholl by two, I think, in the other. Maybe I won by two, actually. So only gained two points on him, though. But great weekend. NFL, Bills beat the Chiefs. Great game. My Cowboys did lose to the Eagles. Uh, that was tough. Picked with my heart on that one. I mean, Eagles are good. I, I don't think they're that good. But they had a good... They were at home. Eagles are a good team, so... That was a tough loss. Two bit two back of the leader now in NFL pick him, but you know, only only a third of the way through. A third of the way through. Um but let's let's just rant about the Ravens here. I mean, and look, look, I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great quarterback, great talent, but I just think he's he's not the guy that can win it for. He just makes so many bonehead turnovers. You can't have that, man. The Ravens, I just texted this Dr. Scholl last week, and they play the rounds this week. Shout out to Phil. I mean, if, if I could never be a GM because if you lose to the Browns and it's not your first year and or you didn't win a Super Bowl in the last three years for me, I'm firing you because you should not lose to the Browns, especially this year's no. Browns team with Jacoby Brisket. Give me a break. But anyway, the Ravens, they lost three games this year where they led by double digits in the fourth quarter. Okay, three games. If you lose three games in one year, leading by 10 plus in the fourth quarter, it's bad. They've lost three times like that in six games. Six games. They're three and three. They've lost three games when they led by double digits in the fourth quarter. Almost the fourth because they led Cincinnati by 10 in the fourth and blew that one. I'm sorry, not in the fourth, but in the whole game they led by 10. Cincinnati came back to take the lead. Again, I mean, and I like John Harper. I think he's been a great coach for many years. He's got to go. The time has passed. The time has passed. They're not winning. And Lamar Jackson, I would not pay him big money because I can get the sporting cast around him you need. And without a great supporting cast, no one will win A and B, definitely not him. So Ravens cost me a pick. I'm done with that. But, Miss Post, mm-hmm. how was your weekend in college football and pro football? Um, it was pretty good. I think I watched too much of it. That's sad. I, was, I wasn't with Mr. T here. So. That's sad. Uh, you know, tuned in for a couple little games. Sad loss by, um, well, no, I can't say it. <laughs> Or undisclosed state. Okay, college, fair enough. Town. One of them won. One other one won, though. That's true. So, take your pick. Sad <laughs> loss. <laughs> All right, let's get into it here. Huge game in the American Conference. Cincinnati at SMU. Tough game in Pick'em 2. Bearcats 5-1. and one. They're favored by 3.5 on the road. SMU 3-3. Three and three. But They played Maryland. They played TCU. They lost to UCF as well. I don't know who to pick. I'm going to go SMU at home. I really don't like that pick, but Cincinnati's not as good as last year. They're on the road. They played some not really good teams in this five-game winning streak, so I'll go SMU at home. Close, though. I might go with Bearcats on the road. I like it. You yeah. could be right, Miss Post. Not too much of a reasoning. 
That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Old Miss at LSU. Old Miss undefeated. LSU five and two. Big win for LSU at Florida last week. Another tough one here. I'll go. I'll go. Old Miss. I picked LSU to beat Tennessee. They got spanked. I don't think Old Miss is as good as Tennessee, but they're they're good enough. So I'll go Old Miss on the road. Don't like that pick either, but give me the Rebs. Give me the Rebs. I'm going to match you on this one. Old Miss. All right, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, game of the week here, UCLA at Oregon. Bruins undefeated. Oregon 5-1. and one. You know, preseason I had Oregon losing the first game, winning 10 straight, then losing to Oregon State. So far, it's coming true. Give me Oregon at home. UCLA is good. Not that good. Austin's a tough place to play. Ducks, baby. I like that pick. I think I'm going to go with that as well. Great minds think I like him as post. Okay, Texas at Oklahoma State, the other OSU. Texas 5-2, and two, playing well, three in a row, Oklahoma State. Coming off their first loss, double OT, giving me the Cowboys at home. Cowboys at home. Cowboys at home for me as well. I like it, Miss Post. Let's go now to a game near and dear to our hearts, IU at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Hoosiers lost four in a row. Rutgers lost three in a row. So two teams, IU's 1-3 in the Big Ten, Rutgers 0-3 in the Big Ten. Both teams need to win this post. You're first on this one. I mean, I got to pick IU. Any particular reason? Other than just I hope that that helps them win. That's fair. I'm, I'm done with IU for sure, so give me Rutgers all day. At I'm, home, give me Rutgers. I'm done with IU too, but I, I'd like them to win. So. All right. I like that. All right, let's go a little uh, Minnesota at Penn State action. Happy Valley whiteout game this year because the game against Ohio State's not at nighttime thanks to Big Noon. Big Noon, blah, whatever. Anyway, Penn State. I'm going Penn State at home. Minnesota's lost to Illinois. Illinois is good, but Minnesota's garbage. Minnesota's quarterback threw for, I think, 21 yards. 21 yards in a college football game. 21 yards, 21 yards. he threw for. That's not even the whole field. Not even the whole field. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Penn State all day. Yeah, Penn, Penn State, State all day. Is me. For, for me as well. Uh, let's see. I don't. There's. There's. I can't think of any. Uh, pressing games we need to pick. Let's see about the schedule here. There's a few non-power uh, five non-conference games and pick them this week. So makes it interesting. Let's go Kansas State TCU. TCU six and zero. K State five and one game is in Fort Worth, home of TCU. Who you liking that one? I got TCU for this one. Okay, I'll go TCU as well at home. Kansas State's good, but Horn Frogs are good as well. Frogs, you know, yeah. Horn Frogs as well. Uh, we'll see what happens in baseball next week. We might make some World Series predictions. I think we'll. Probably go on the air Wednesday again, so that might be a little too late. I'm sorry, no, World Series doesn't start until next Friday, so we can make some picks next week for the World Series, so we'll be good. Yes. We'll see the advances between the Phillies and Padres. That series is tied at one Yankees-Astros game one currently in progress. See who wins that series. Should be great. Guardians lost. Browns lost. I'm happy. Browns are two and four. Every, let's everyone please say a prayer or in the liberal mind, give a thought. Give a thought up to Phil. Uh, he's struggling, man. Guardians lost. They're out. Browns two and four. Give your thoughts, give your empty thoughts to my man Phil for his Cleveland team struggling. Phil, never too late to change teams. Dr. Shaw, you can leave the Lions at any time. Lions are one and four. Garbo, why do these people stick with these scrub teams? Why? why would they do that? Why do you hang on to hope? I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's switch gears here, though. NFL, Thursday night game. Saints at Cardinals. Huge game. Cardinals have lost seven straight at home. Just lost to the Seahawks. Needless to say, I'm done with them. Dr. Hopkins is back. Give me the Saints on the road. Saints on the road. It's it's that home field for me. They've lost seven straight at home. <laughs> I, may, I may change this. As of right now, I have the cards. Okay. Okay. But I'm also done with them. So Huge game at 1 p.m. Colts at Titans. 
Colts used to own Tennessee under Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. They've lost like six straight to them or five out of six, something yeah. like that. Give me the Titans at home because Colts can't beat the Titans. Titans as well. Okay, let's go Giants at Jags. Giants at Jags. Uh, Giants a surprise, five and one. Finding ways to win. They came back against the Packers, against the Ravens, too, like in that one this post. Uh, I've got the Giants on that. Yeah, I do too. Jacksonville is favored, which really surprises me, but I, I can't pull a trigger on the Jags, so I have to go with the Giants as well. Another New York team, Jets, 4-2, and two, surprising at the Broncos, 2-4. and four. Denver needs a win bad. Ah, tough one here as well. I don't know who to pick. Who do you think? Picking Jets here just because just they got the momentum going. Pick them. I'm going to go Broncos at home. I mean, who knows? I, I really have been burned by both these teams so far this year, so... I go. I mean, Jets are not that good. I mean, come on. They have a young quarterback. Yeah. They they beat they beat uh, the Browns in a fluke fashion. Beat the Steelers in a fluke fashion. They did beat Green Bay, but Green Bay is not very good. And let's just tell it like it is. So I'm gonna go Denver at home. Mm-hmm. All right, Chiefs at Niners. Chiefs brutal loss last week to the Bills. Niners brutal loss to the Falcons. I'm gonna go Chiefs on the road. I mean, San Fran will either win this game like 10-7 or they'll lose like 45-10. So give me the Chiefs on the road. I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. They're kind of one of those wishy-washy teams where like if they if they think they've got the game in the bag, they're gonna lose. That's a great point. So they they they've gotta be humble, and then I think they can start winning some games. Spoken like a true analyst, Miss Post. I Thank love you. that. Okay, so in that game, Steelers at Dolphins. Steelers just beat the Bucks somehow, NFL, wow. any, any given Sunday. Uh, Dolphins have lost three straight. Two us back, though. Uh, I think Dolphins will win at home, but who knows about either of these teams. Both these teams, I think, are frauds. I'll go, I'll go Dolphins, though. I'm going to go Dolphins as well. Steelers aren't that good. I mean, they, again, they beat the yeah. Bucks, but they freaking lost four straight before that and barely beat the Bengals on a fluke, so yeah. give me the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Lastly, not the best Monday night game this week. We've got Bears at Pats. Pats have won two straight. Bears, I mean, I like Justin Fields, but they can't throw the ball. They've lost two straight as well. Three straight, actually. I mean, they played the Vikings tough, played the Giants tough, and the Commanders, but they lost to the Commanders at home on Thursday night. So, you know, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of offense in this game. All that to say, give me the Pats at home. Belichick will take away what Fields does best, which is run. Bears can't throw the ball at all, so give me the Pats. And we go Pats as well here. That's, well, Miss Post's former favorite team under Tom Brady, right? Huh? Your former favorite team under oh, Tom Brady, man. right? Show some respect to the GOAT. No, thank you. All right, Miss Post, give us a little NBA title prediction here. I totally forgot about this. NBA mm-hmm. did start last night. Celtics beat the Sixers. Warriors oh, wow. beat the Lakers. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who I'm going to pick, honestly. So while you pick, I'll think of my pick. Who do you like, though? You said Celtics, Warriors? Well, last night, Celtics beat the Sixers and the Warriors oh. beat the Lakers, so it's not my prediction, though. Wait, who who am I? Who's going to win the championship? Oh, but ever, uh, of all the teams? Yes. It's not the playoffs yet. Well, I know that, but you know I don't have all the teams memorized. <laughs> okay. You have to give Fair me enough. five business days. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to be back this year. Middleton's well, back. I like Giannis. I think they, yeah. they have a great team. They're they were built to sustain success. Aren't they in the final last year? No, two years ago they won. Oh, okay, it's okay. Okay, who should I have the Bucks beat? Uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm gonna say Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies they are for real. I mean, it's kind of I, this is a pick with no preparation, so it's kind of a basic pick. But I do think so the Grizzlies are for real. Not going the Warriors. Warriors too much turmoil. Draymond Green I think is destroying that team. Uh, Mavericks Luka doesn't have enough around him. Nuggets always flame out. Clippers definitely don't trust the Clippers. Lakers, LOL. Uh, so I'm going to go 
Bucks over Grizzlies. I think Grizzlies are legit. They'll struggle a bit more than I think people think because it's hard to sustain success. But their core is great. Took the Warriors to six last year. Uh, so give me Bucks over Grizzlies in the finals in June. I don't know if that's really an NBA fan's dream, at least the NBA's dream, with those two small market teams. But I think that would be a great matchup. Uh, I'll go with that. Why not? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Only, we only got seven listeners anyway, so we're fine. <laughs> I'd probably go with Bucks as well. I just don't know who they'd be playing. Oh, that's fair. To I be determined. Was, I, I sprung this on you, so it's okay. You did. A no, a no prep question. Uh, all right. Really no other news here to report. Election season is soon. I think we'll make our predictions probably in two weeks before the election comes. This is a great time of year. Like I said, I really value the freedom that comes being an American. You know, you can't, no matter how much the media and our big tech overlords try to manipulate things, you can never discount the results of an election. So the ballot box, nothing, they say in sports, nothing speaks like the bench. Nothing speaks like the ballot box. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident that in, in November, Democrats will pay for their idiotic policies and they're the inflation that they basically caused all by themselves. So we'll see how it goes, though. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Republicans kind of are playing with fire with their candidates, but I'm not too worried about it. I think that they will they will win the House and Senate House very easily. I think they'll take governor's races. Might not really pick up any, but they'll maintain what they have. And it's just a fun time of year, man. It's just a great time. Wish Dr. Scholl was in town to watch it, watch it on that Tuesday night with me. Mm-hmm. Basketball soon as well. Let's gear up. Gear up here. Lock in, as they say. Less than a month. Uh, one thing, I'm not going to link to this article, but I did read it. It just came to mind after I talked with Dr. Scholl last week um, about Europe not paying enough for Ukraine. Not necessarily militarily, but also just to help their economy, you know, to rebuild loans and things like that. Let's talk about the, the Europe's giving loans instead of giving grants. Obviously, loans they have to pay back. So, again, just things to think about here. No doubt that we should be united behind Ukraine. The funding necessary. I think they should send a bit less. I wouldn't send any more till January, but okay, what's you know, it's it's happened. I, Ukraine, you know, they're they're using it wisely. Their spirit is great. That's why they're winning. Um, but you got to think about these things. You got to think about the end game. You got to think about long term consequences. And again, you def- you definitely can't have Russia running roughshod over the continent and and disrupting the borders, and and disrupting sovereignty. At the same time. And you never want to enable dictators, as we've seen. Look, I was just watching a World War II documentary a few weeks ago, and, you know, obviously they, the appeasement didn't work with Hitler at all. But let's just be honest. The Russian army is not the German blitzkrieg, A. And B, Putin is not is not being Hitler in that sense. And let's also be honest. If we were appeasing Putin, we would have, we would have not let Finland, Sweden, or, you know, they would have not let, no, we would have not let Finland, Sweden join NATO, things like that. We would have, it would be more of a collective effort to say that we should have met Russia's demands. That hasn't been the case, which is good. All that to say, it's always good to think about endgame, what we can do. And again, with dictators, it's not really right to that they get to, for lack of a better word, dictate things. But that's how it goes. That's just the way of the world. There's evil in the world. You never want to enable the dictator, but you have to piece through strength and you have to understand what the geopolitical ramifications are. Russia has nuclear weapons. Putin's a madman. You, don't, you can't get too cute with that. Yeah. So, food for thought. Dr. Shaw and I probably will have another great talk about it. Yes, we should deter China as well. But at, at my personal opinion is at this point in time, I don't think that uh, China, or I don't think Russia is really much of a threat anymore, even if they did claim some Ukrainian territory. And the world is seeing that Russia's army is ill-prepared. And I do think China can, I don't think they'll invade Taiwan because of the strong front we've shown, which is good. 
But I think the biggest thing is we need to get Taiwan prepared if they do, because again, why did Ukraine, why is Ukraine winning? Because they had such great resolve and they rallied around each other immediately. If Taiwan is not able to do that, China will take them out anyway, anyway. Excuse me. China will take them out right away anyway, and it won't matter. So anyway, food for thought. Great talk, Dr. Shaw, as always. Spread our, send our podcast around. Mm-hmm. Put it in, the, in, a group, in a group text thread so we can get some more listeners here. Post on Twitter. You want us to do that? Never mind, don't do it. <laughs> I'd love for us to go public miss post once the private lifestyle. No, I but these people did this. I know, but do you want them to do that? Okay, yeah, you're right. As I said. Okay. So apparently don't post it. Like, if, if you listen to this point, then you're, you're getting these gems at the end. Thank you for listening. Yes, and maybe you can just post in, in a group text or something like that. Okay. Miss Post likes yeah. to keep things in-house. I like to go viral. Yeah. I, like, I like the fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shaw's nodding his head knowing about, knowing about my big ego, but hey, I got a lot of good stuff to say. I want people to hear it. What's wrong with that? So thanks for listening. Enjoy the football weekend. Miss Post mm-hmm. is art is actually in an art gallery this weekend, mm-hmm. so we're excited to go see that Show after me. the Buckeyes game, of course. And before UCLA, Oregon, basically that 20-minute time frame. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to go out to the Buckeyes game, and then I'll stay for a couple hours and go watch UCLA, Oregon. But it's going to be great, so mm-hmm. we'll let you know next week how it goes. Yes. Parting thoughts, Miss Post. Um, if you got snow recently, welcome to winter. Some people got snow. Do you know that? I, I live on the, in the world. Yes, I did know that. I got you off guard, didn't I? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a great uh-huh. night and weekend. And as always, go Bucks. That's okay. What? Why? Why? Because it's, it's halfway what? through the season. I'm counting out a Michigan game already. Oh, the, sorry. I don't know why I was thinking. Tampa Bay? Yeah. Because Tom Brady is always on your mind. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Scoops. <laughs>